my initial reaction is, what? Why the hell mm -hmm. is this a thing? Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to Unscripted. And sometimes it starts like that because we really don't know what we're doing. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the sergeant of stainless steel vacuum-sealed tumblers, Dr. Kirby Hossaman from Coshocton, Ohio. Kirby, how the heck are you? I'm doing well, my friend. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Somebody's having a cold soda pop that's not a soda pop. Yeah, no, I'm doing well, man. It's a little bit like a deep night unscripted, so I felt I felt like it was important for me to pre be prepared. I'm doing well here in Ohio. How are you? I'm doing great. We are recording after 6 o'clock, so technically it is bordering on deep night unscripted, so you never know what kind of mayhem might ensue. But you know, <laughs> you know what company would never introduce mayhem into your life, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Kirby, that'd be the good people at Common Skew. And as I was driving to the office this morning, I was thinking about, you know, they've been a really great longtime partner of, of us and, and this program. And I was thinking, you know, I feel like I've waxed poetic on just about every single thing I can. And then it occurred to me, I don't think I have or we have, so shame on both of us, have really stressed the elegance of the actual solution itself. And and I came up with they're kind of like the apple of the promotional products industry without the shitty attitude. <laughs> that's, being compared to Apple when it comes to a technology company is pretty high praise, that's for sure. Well, I mean, you, you've worked there for you, – you've, I think you've had it for, what, two or three years now. And, and obviously I'm now I'm, I'm a paying customer, so I'm getting more involved into it. And it just blows me away the elegance of the presentation tools – that uh, end users, or I'm sorry, the distributors can share with their yep. end users. It's really phenomenal. Yeah, it's really nice. I actually get comments from my customers that that we just show up differently than our competition does. And you know, that's when when your customer says that to you, that's about as high praise as you can get. It really is, especially in an industry where every distributor is essentially selling the same products at around the same prices to the same target audience. If you have something like common skew that can help you stand out from the crowd help you differentiate help you be recognized as somebody different why wouldn't you go to commonskew.com slash unscripted today and find out what all the hoopla is about yes absolutely they should check it out they really should all right kirby I, I, I should ask, I'm, I'm actually not having an adult beverage, Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask what adult beverage you are enjoying this evening. So I got something special. Uh, oh. I, the new Sam Adams Sam 76. So I, I'm literally trying it for the first time as we speak. Well, so why, don't, why don't you go and enjoy that, and at the end of this podcast, perhaps we will you'll give a quick adult beverage of the night review. Kirby? There you are. Yep, lost you for a second there. Sorry That's about okay. that. I'll I be glad to give a review. I thought you were guzzling your Sam Adams 76. <laughs> it was a little bit of both. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Kirby, you ready to broadcast at a platinum level? I will do my damnedest, my friend. I have no doubt that not only will you do your best, you'll succeed. So do you want to start us off with topics tonight? Do you have the courage to do that, or do you want me to go ahead and start off? Um, I, I've got one. I've got okay. one that I've been – I actually – 
it's funny. It's one of those topics that I've kind of had on my list for a few weeks. Yeah. And um, we just haven't gotten to it, hadn't had time. So I don't know if you've seen on it, Facebook is where I'm seeing it. There's a piece of content that seems like it's like, uh, this is what breakfast looked like in America, and this is what it looks like in Sweden, mm-hmm. and this is what fathers are like in America, and this mm-hmm. is what they're like over here, and this is, literally, I saw this today, this is what shoes are like in America, and I'm like, I I don't know why, but I find that piece of content wildly irritating. <laughs> I, Interesting. I, yeah, because, I, first of all, America's a fairly big place, just fairly also fairly diverse and the idea that you can say that this is what fathers are like is so painting with a broad brush i find it insulting Um, and 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 the idea that breakfast is like it doesn't look like my breakfast and i don't know i feel like those are pieces of content that are contrived and i wanted to see what you thought so i have not seen that piece of content um so i can't comment on that specific one but I i think i've seen things like it Mm-hmm. That's just clickbait, which is so much of what I see on Facebook now. Mm-hmm. So much of it's clickbait, and it's, you'll never guess what this celebrity looked like when they walked out of the spa. Yeah. You know, you see all sorts of stuff like that, and that stuff generally un- is not interesting to me. And I'm also never interested in wild generalizations of a society. Mm. So um, my breakfast is... Uh, I'm a five-year-old, so I have a granola bar every morning or or hard-boiled eggs and chocolate milk because, like I said, I'm five. That's not the breakfast you have. Nope. Now, la- you, you eat uh, eggs at the hospital and bacon and some sort of, you know, manly meat breakfast. <laughs> I, you and I, last time I, I, you know, again, I have not checked your birth certificate, but I believe we're both Americans. Yes. So I, it's it's one of those things I wish they would represent it better saying, hey, an average breakfast in america looks like this because i bet we could describe what that is couple eggs couple pieces of bacon orange juice coffee toast i would guarantee and i have not seen the the content i'd bet i about nailed it was that about right well that's the thing i think they're showing donuts and the whole idea is it's very it's very anti united states and it's it's one of those things where you think you know when you hear people on one side of the, the aisle or another say, well, these people hate America, yeah. man, it's shit like this. It's, it's content like that that makes you, you – I am not a person who says that. I just want to say that out loud. But there are moments where you're like, okay, if our fathers suck, our breakfasts suck, and apparently we, we can't wear shoes correctly, well, right. then you know, there is one of those moments where you could say – then move right. <laughs> like if, if it's well, that bad. In, in def- again, again, I have not seen the piece of content. In defense of it, though, and, and maybe you didn't read the fine print, was it perhaps targeted at law enforcement if it was about donuts? No. This was hmm. this was the – like, this is what breakfast looks like in America. This is what it looks like in this – you know, I, okay. I think it was Sweden but whatever. But – it was just – it was one of those pieces of content that you just go, man, that's lazy. Yeah, it is lazy. It is lazy. Okay. Good good topic. All right. So I've got something that was a little closer to the promotional products business. Okay. So I don't know if uh, you've been paying attention to this, but the Supreme Court is hearing a case over online sales tax. Yes. Whether um, – and basically just to sum it up, it's issue – basically it's for states. Um, they're losing out on tax revenue. If people buy from an e-commerce platform that doesn't have a presence in that state, right? So, for example, if you buy something from, I don't know, let's say Joe's Hat Shack in California, 
and you're having it shipped to Ohio, if they don't have a presence in Ohio, you are not paying Ohio sales tax. So Ohio's missing out on that revenue. Right. So that is going to possibly impact the promotional products industry as well. Right. As, you know, there's not a brick-and-mortar presence in, in every state for a lot of distributors. A lot of distributors are small mom and pops. Right. But they may have it – may, it may seriously uh, impact – their ability to compete uh, against e-commerce giants like uh, for imprint or e-promos. I wanted to get your take on that as a small, uh, actually, you know, in our industry, you're a medium-sized distributor. Have you been watching that? Does it concern you? What? Where do you think it should land? Yeah, it's it's a great um, great kind of debate, and I think I, I've kind of I kind of go a little both both ways on this, but I think what I would like is for it to just be fair and even across the board. And what I mean right. by that is like we we do have um, some sales reps that sell in different states. And so we do right. have a presence there. Or we don't right. have a presence in there. I just want it to be the same rules for everybody. Right. Um, so if, and again, not to pick on four imprint, obviously they do an amazing job with their e-commerce platform. And if they're selling in Ohio, right. I, I just, I, I don't want it to be, skewed so that it's more advantageous for somebody in Ohio to mm-hmm. purchase from somebody out of Ohio. Like that feels now, weird to me. I, I get it. And I, I you know, there, there's merit to both sides of the argument, right. as usually there is, right? There's no black or white. It's it's very gray. But where, where I think I fall is, you know, a lot of brick and mortar businesses rely on foot traffic. And right. granted, promotional products distributorships are not brick and mortar business, but they do rely on local purchases. Right. And if the legislation legislation is changed to give shoppers an incentive to buy local and pay local sales tax as opposed to not, I, I think that can be a good thing. Right. You know, I, I, I grew up in Texas and you know, I've driven between Dallas and, and College Station countless times and there's a lot of small towns in Texas. And they're all dying because there's no small business there anymore. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying you need to protect it. Look, if they can't compete, too bad. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm definitely a believer. Look, you can't compete. It's too bad. But you don't want the odds stacked against them. Yeah, and I, that's kind of what it feels like. As a consumer, of course I love it, right? I don't want to pay an extra four or five bucks for something. Of course I love it. Right. But if we, we take a step back and take ourselves and our selfish uh, perspectives out of it, I think that's probably where it should where it should end up. Yeah, I actually I, I really like what you said because I agree with you. It I say all the time. I love it when a customer says to me, "Oh man, I'm sorry. I I would have bought from you. I didn't know." Well, that's my fault, right? Like it's right. not my customer's responsibility to buy from me. It's my job to do to, to present them well, with an offering. But but the idea is I do want it to be a fair playing field, and that no I think that's all. And I think that's well, a reasonable ask. Okay, but now I'll play on the other side. Now sure. think of it this way. Um, can you imagine if – and let's talk about our friend Patrick Black, right? Okay. Yeah. Perf- he's down there in Florida, and he sells primarily online. Right. And given how tax regulations differ from state to state, yeah. can you imagine the accounting headaches a guy like Patrick mm-hmm. had, would have to deal with? He'd have to hire a couple people, which might impact his ability to grow his business. Yeah, that's a great point. And then you'd have to have more – can you imagine the coordination? Think about how we really don't have promo standards now. I know there's the promo standards initiative, but there's no standard of ordering between suppliers and distributors. 
Can you imagine the increased coordination that's going to have to happen between suppliers and distributors, depending on their locations and the location of the end buyers? I mean, it could lead to an absolute accounting nightmare. Again, that's why it's. I wanted to talk about both sides of it. I really, I don't know what the right answer is. I still think I fall on the side of. I think you have to charge tax. I just don't know how you implement it so you don't cripple somebody's business. Yeah, no, and, and it's a great point. And for what it's worth, I'm really glad you brought that up because we both respect Patrick. Um, and I will tell you, because we added a sales rep in California, the idea of going through that tax um, it, quite right. frankly, nightmare of setting that up, I do totally right. appreciate it. And so, yeah, I don't know the... It feels, again, this is one of those moments where I think two or three of us could get in a room and come up with a solution that would make sense to everybody, except getting it across 50 states, I think, would be the challenge. Because, again, I think Patrick would say, no, no, I want it to be a fair playing field, right? And and now it doesn't even go down to a local level. Right. No, it does. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. So quick plug for Patrick Black and Perfect Imprints, because he's a good guy, (laughs) and we just basically use his business as a case history, that there's no easy answer at all to yes. this question. That's at a great, all. great topic, dude. All right. Kirby, you got another topic for us? Yeah. Okay. So this one, one of the things, and this might be a quick one, but one of the things that you and I have talked a lot about is which social media platform we like the best. I mean, I've talked to yeah. you about Facebook and some of the other stuff, but it occurred to me, I wanted to ask you, um, based on the current social media landscape, mm-hmm. which one of the which one of the social media platforms if any, do you think won't be around at all in two years? Oh, that's a good question. Um, depending on the day, I'm frustrated by all of them. <laughs> Fair. Um, uh, so you're asking me which one do I think lit- quite literally will not be yep. around or which one I won't be using? I, I, I mean, I'm curious to see if you think any of them. And by the way, the answer might be no, they'll all be here. Yeah. I think they'll all be here, but I think the closest to extinction. Can I answer it that way? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, unfortunately, is Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I and it's a shame because I actually like Twitter. When when there's a news event happening, that's where I go right. um, to get news and updates. And, you know, I think there's a couple people, certainly in the industry, um, who, who started a whole uh, promo chat thing that I, I try to be a part of every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Eastern uh, using the hashtag promo chat, and that's Jay Buscelli and Charity Gibson and the, the promo kitchen crew that uh, you know we're a part of. And I love it for that, but honestly, I, I, I think it's hard. I mm. think it's hard. I think the novelty's starting to wear off. Right. Um, you know, I, I, you follow, maybe you follow 20 people. If the average user follows 20 people, that's something really easy to keep up with. Right. I don't know how many followers I have. I think I'm in about 1,500, 1,600 followers. I think you're about 2,000 or something like that. You have quite a few more followers than I do. And I probably follow about 800 people. Right. It's hard to sift through all of that, and so it's a fire hose. It it is. It's it's become this. I'll follow me. I'll follow you if you follow me. Thing, which kind of has neutered the impact. I think Twitter can have, Mm. unless you're Donald Trump, where clearly it's the only way to communicate. That's not. (laughs) That is not a political comment. That's just a factual one. The guy likes communicating on Twitter. Yes. Um, So I would think Twitter's the closest to extinction, but. Boy, you just never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, who knows? I, what do you think? I mean, you, you're you just as plugged into social as I am. What do you think? Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, Twitter is where I actually made a big play on social at first, and so that's why I have more 
uh, followers because I was kind of all in there for a while on that. But I kind of think it's I think it's between two. I think it's either Twitter or Snapchat. If I'm if I'm guessing which one won't be around in two years, those would be the two that I would say. I think Instagram has has taken a chunk out of Snapchat. I actually really like Snapchat. Yeah. By the way, it's one of my favorites to you do. You do, you do, and um, my kids love it. So yeah. I, I would almost disagree with you. Yeah. Well, but. again, though they've like Instagram has definitely they, they, their stories yep. have you know essentially taken a swing at Snapchat, and so I'm seeing like my daughters moving. I mean, they're doing both, but mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that the interesting thing with Instagram is it's playing in both, right? Yeah. And yep. so, again, just a guess, I would say that my guess would be either Twitter or Snapchat if I were leaning. I think that um, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, those guys are all kind of killing it right now. Actually, I, I, I actually really like LinkedIn. Yeah. I, I figured you are going to answer Tinder, but that's just what I thought. <laughs> um, so, okay, Kirby, let's move on. So I saw this come across the transom today. I was minding my own business, and now I see Amazon now will deliver packages to the trunk of your car. What? Are you aware of this? No. Yeah, that's right. So basically, they've launched uh, Amazon. You have to be an Amazon Prime member, okay? Mm -hmm. And they've launched a new service in 37 cities that will deliver packages to the trunks of your cars for free. Okay. okay. So for it to work, you have to have an eligible vehicle. So it's a lot of G- General Motors products um, that are a model year 2015 or newer, and you have to have an active OnStar account. Okay. All right. And basically, all of those systems provide remote access to the vehicles, and it just amazes me. So basically, what you do, you would order your product. You have to park your car in a certain area within a reasonable, I don't know what the radius is, but pretty close to where your normal delivery would be. You have to describe the car, license plate, all of that. And you're given a four-hour delivery window. And you just, it, you know, like between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., and then you just go to your car and your package is already in there. And, of hmm. course, there's some limits. It can't be more than, I think, $1,000 or something like that, and it can't weigh more than X amount. But how do you feel about this next step in online delivery that we are now at a point where uh, people are delivering to, to vehicles? I, this is, again, this is the first I'm hearing of this, and this is one of the reasons I love about Unscripted. So you're going to get a very raw answer on this in the sense that, I guess this might be my small town, uh, aw shucks moment, but I'm like, mm-hmm. is like Amazon usually gets everything right. So right. the idea that my initial reaction is, what? Why the mm-hmm. hell is this a thing? I, 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 I gotta be honest with you. My first in, inclination is, I, I, like, deliver while you're at work? Is that is that mm-hmm. it? Because other than that, I don't really I, understand I, it. I think my guess, this is just a guess, because I, I, thought about this for a little bit today and my, my guess is that they're trying to combat and you see it every year at christmas the porch pirates because ups will leave packages on your front porch and then there's all the reports that the packages were stolen yeah yeah i guess again like i say that's i, I assume that's town, that's yeah. where the small town boy i guess comes into play because i'm just like well i guess i mean they can bring it to my truck but <laughs> that, well to they're me, not that's gonna, weird to i me. would say putting it in the back of your pickup truck kind of would defeat the purpose um of that <laughs> and also i think what you just let everybody know is hey if you want to go steal packages because shockton ohio is probably a good place to do it they're pretty trusting there very trusting but very armed Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and turn that down a few notches. Um, no, I go ahead and steal my Christmas presents. I no, freaking we, dare I, you. Look, we have packages on our front porch. 
daily almost it seems like i just thought it was to me it almost felt like a, a violation um yeah. and i'm not that i've ever had it done and but again i probably could get used to it so like i said amazon gets it right i don't feel great about this but hey what do i know yeah. you know and maybe maybe if you live in a big city yeah it, maybe that's a big game changer for you. I, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, and again, I, like I say, there's a lot of times where I need to tell myself that I'm not the target market for certain yeah. things. I think this is one where I'm just simply not the target market. No, I am I am not the target market. But you know who is a good target market, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be distributors who are looking for great products, more than just pens from Gold Star. Did you know, Kirby, that they also provide a full line of bags, drinkware, and stationery? I actually did. Yeah. Well, absolutely you did. You just got a mug full of pens, which <laughs> I'm sure we're going to talk about at some point. Um, but if you, if you didn't know, over two dozen of the industry's most popular, cost-effective drinkware and bag styles available at Gold Star. And they're always just like everything else. It's all about simplicity. Yes. And they are free of setup, decor, setup charges or decoration charges. Um, they have that competitive pricing, low minimums, and quick 72-hour standard production. That's three days. That's yeah. not – that's really good. That's really good in our industry. So um, the, the drinkware is domestically sourced and, and domestically made. Uh, the sticky notes offer a full color of office essentials. So you want to learn more. I know you want to learn more. I can see the question marks forming over the heads of our listeners right now, Kirby. They want to get a free Simplicity Starter Kit, so they need to go to goldstarpens.com slash unscripted, and, and we both know the answer to this question. They will not be sorry they did. They will not be sorry they did. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, just really quickly, I was blown away by the idea that they can do full-color uh, ceramic mugs for a minimum of 36 pieces. That's yeah. that's low. Yeah, and you posted, you posted a, a great mug. Just so you know, I got the only other one in existence um, <laughs> with all the pens. So we'll talk about that at some other time. But they did a really nice job on a fun gift for you with all the nicknames I've called you over the past few years uh, on this broadcast. Pens calling you the King of Kashokton <laughs> and the Doctor of Decoration and the Baron of Branding, all in a mug that said the King of Kashokton. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, they hooked me up for sure. All right, Kirby, do you want me to go ahead and start with a fill in the blank? Yeah, for sure. All right, Kirby. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Avengers Infinity War is yes. coming out this weekend. And being five years old and I drink chocolate milk, I'm very excited about this movie. Yeah. Kirby, I wanted to ask you, the best Avenger in the Marvel Universe is blank. Well, the best Avenger in the Marvel Universe is Spider-Man. Um, although I, I got to be honest with you, they have done such an amazing job with these movies that mm -hmm. I was never an Iron Man guy. And I don't know how you don't love Iron Man in these movies. Captain America is amazing. Like it's actually a tough one. The reason I'm going with Spider-Man is Spider-Man was my childhood favorite. Fair um, enough. I, and, and honestly, I'm just, if I'm just being honest... I think they've done the least good job just because they've had 17 or 18 people play Spider-Man. Yeah. But Spider-Man's always been my favorite. But man, Marvel does it right. I, I, this is going to be an epic movie. I, I, I can't wait. I bought my tickets today. And I don't know if you have this in Kashakt, but now you can actually reserve the seats you want, which I freaking love because <laughs> mm -hmm. it avoids me from getting to the movie theater about six hours early, which I normally would. <laughs> um, I believe that. So I, I was a Batman guy growing up, so a DC Comics kid, but that was really yeah. Batman and Green Lantern and Aquaman. Those are my favorites. Um, but uh, Marvel, I just I'm not going to get into what 
Avenger, I think, is the best. No, go it doesn't ahead. matter. No, no, no. I just wanted to hit on your point. Marvel has done it right, whereas DC continually, other than the Batman franchise, and it looks like Wonder Woman, I think Wonder Woman, I saw that, that was good. But whereas where Marvel, everything they touch turns to gold, like Doctor Strange, yeah. right? Everything they touch turns to gold. Every single thing outside of Batman that DC touches turns to a big steaming pile of chocolate soft serve ice cream. So, <laughs> all right, Kirby, go ahead. Okay. So we've, I don't know about you, but on Facebook, I've seen people who have been traveling here recently heading um, to Hong Kong and other places yeah. like this. Oh, so, yeah. so when you see others in our industry going to Hong Kong and places like that, you feel... Happy I'm not going. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I've never been to Hong Kong, and I'd love to go. Um, and I think I, I, I've heard the stories behind the pictures, and it's grueling what they're doing. And, and I, for one, appreciate what, what you know, Paul Bellantone, and I know Mary Jo Tomasini's over there. Um, and I, I, a lot of people are heading over to, to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Stidham's even over there oh, from yeah. EMT. Um, but that's beside the point. I, I, I've heard the stories behind it. Yes, it's awesome to see the factories and all that, but it is – Boy, that's a 16-hour travel day, and it's grueling. So it's one of those things I'd love to do it once, Kirby. Yeah. I would love to do it once. But I know I travel enough, and I know what that – I can kind of extrapolate what that's like. So I'm kind of like I'm glad they're going. I'm, I'm glad I'm not. Yeah, fair. That's fair. All right, Kirby. We talked about this a little earlier. You eat uh, breakfast at the local hospital every Wednesday. Yeah. I, or is it every day now? It's pretty much every day. Every okay. day I'm in town. Okay, so you eat at the local hospital every day. So the favorite way you eat your eggs is scrambled. Uh, so okay. yeah, so it's it's so, so funny. The only time I eat an egg other than scrambled is when I put it on top of a cheeseburger, and then it's a fried egg. So okay. that's just weird. But I would say again, I'm a creature of habit. I do scrambled eggs and bacon every day. I love scrambled eggs. I, I that's okay. like the kind of dinner I could eat. Or, or the kind of food I could eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So. Well, and I love eggs. Eggs are my favorite, probably my favorite food. And I'm going to give you all, you and all our listeners, a pro tip when you're scrambling eggs. So let's say you're going to scramble two eggs. Okay. Okay. Put two eggs in a bowl. Okay. And then take a third egg. Uh, get, separate the whites from the yolks and just put the yolk in your bowl. So basically, it's three yolks with two egg whites. Okay. Mix that up. It is very rich. Hmm. Obviously, it's not the most healthy for you, but it is so flippin' creamy <laughs> good. I like it. I like it, man. So give that's from your old pal Bill like over here it. in Franklin, Tennessee. I like it. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good pro tip. That is a good pro tip. Go ahead, Kirby. You got another one? Okay. So today has been an issue. I was telling you before we got on, uh, email wasn't working. My Photoshop wasn't working. So technology issues at the office are? Maddening. I don't know any other word for it. We are so reliant on it. I mean, we as the global we. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's crippling. Maybe crippling. You know, let's go with crippling. I like it. It's crippling because <clears throat> you don't know what to do. Right. How, what do I do? And it's so far out of your control. And you make you might call your internet provider if it's an internet problem, and you get someone on the phone, and you tell them your problem. They go, mm, "I'm sorry, that's frustrating. Let me see if I can help you with that." <laughs> and you hear a lot of passive aggressive shit like that. Um, in your case, it's a hardware issue. Yeah. So you know you, the, you, the solve for you is fairly easy. You, you're going to buy a new computer, and that should rectify the issues. But it's crippling. Yeah. 
it, it, it's crippling. We had, a, I think I told you, we had a hard time getting our internet installed here from the not-so-good people at AT&T. <laughs> and, and I've done this before. It wasn't me. And I'd be the first person to admit I was part of the problem. Kirby, I was not part of the problem. I was, <laughs> I was the only person not part of the problem. And I'm still being billed for services I don't have yet, yeah. um, which is just really frustrating. They're billing me for a product I, I didn't buy. So my, my internet first bill was three times higher than what it should be. I, for, so, what it's, for what it's worth, yeah. I kind of knew you were having some issues, so I wanted to wound you up a little bit. Yeah, you're very good at drawing me <laughs> offside, sir. <laughs> All right, Kirby. So one of the curses of being in our industry is we know what things cost, mm-hmm. yes. right? The last time you bought a shirt retail mm. was when? Uh, you know, it, it's so funny. I actually am cool with doing it when it's. I believe it's about an experience because mm-hmm. and it took me a while to get over that. And, but, you know, if I'm at a concert, look, I know that I'm wildly overpaying for that. If I'm at a right. brewery, honestly, the last one was probably at a brewery. I know I'm wildly, you know, based on what we buy stuff for. But mm-hmm. but it for me, it's about the emotion and about the experience and about the memory. Um, right. And I, I actually am totally cool with it because I really do believe that that is – like there's value in that. I, I love putting on a t-shirt where I'm and it make it takes me back to a place where I was having a great time with my family or my friends. And so I, I actually do it on a regular basis and it doesn't bother me. All right. Well, so when you wear that Night Ranger t-shirt, it brings you back. I love that. <laughs> it does. You got one more for us before we close it out? I do. So let's say Bill Petrie is in Coshocton, Ohio, and he's visiting me. And mm-hmm. so he's going to be a dinner guest. Okay. We should make... Steak. Okay. I or hamburgers. Let's go steak. Let's go steak. It's it, I'm I'm still uh, a boy of the South, but a Midwestern boy. I love my meat and potatoes. So yeah. uh, I, if I'm staying at your house, I want to be on the deck, having an ice cold uh, Hassemann brew, uh, shooting the shit with you while you are cooking up some steaks. Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, and and you know, we'll, we'll, I think that's what I would go for a steak. Well, I, I thought I thought you were, I thought you were going to say reservations. <laughs> No, no, not at all, because I know Amy would be doing it. Um, So, quick follow-up. So, you've been enjoying the Sam Adams 76 brew while we've been broadcasting. I have. How let let the audience know what you think? Yeah, not bad. It's a it's a little. Um, it's it says it's only twelve IBUs for for those mm-hmm. who don't know what that means. It's international bitterness units. Yep. Um, I actually like. It's got a little bit of a hoppy taste to it. It's not bitter. Um, okay. Pretty refreshing. I'm I'm a fan. All right, so not bad, pretty refreshing. I can't think of a better ringing endorsement than that. <laughs> well, again. And while we're on the topic of ringing endorsements, Kirby, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give one more ringing endorsement to our good friends at Comments Q and that elegant interface that we talked about earlier. They really are, from a design perspective, uh, especially the apple of the uh, industry when it comes to uh, platforms for, uh, for order processing and CRM. So. Yes, sir. Really, what people need to do is go to commonskew.com slash unscripted. As always, Kirby, they will not be sorry they did. No, they will not. Kirby, thanks again for having the courage to broadcast at such a high level. And so for the Sergeant of Stainless Steel vacuum-sealed tumblers, this is Bill Petrie signing off on this episode of Unscripted. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.